Hey, if you like to shop on Amazon like most everybody, you can help Southgate Media Group out by going to southgatemediagroup.com and look at the top. There's an Amazon link. You can click that, log into your account, and a portion of everything you buy will help support the podcast of Southgate Media. So it's cheap, it's easy, and you're just doing the same thing that you would do anyways. This is Dan Jurgens, and if you want to have a good time, keep listening to the Krypton Report. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Jason J. Lewis, the voice of Superman on Justice League Action. This is Mark Wayne, writer of Superman Birthright, and you're listening to the Krypton The All Things Kryptonian podcast, including Superman and Supergirl. We discuss games, movies, cartoons, TV shows, and comics. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome to a special episode of Krypton Report. We talk with one of my friends, Donovan, about all things geek and comic related, and we just want to do a quick chat. Now, poor Donovan got <clears throat> called into work, and we made the best we could do, so we, he had to use his phone. This is all good. We got a good audio. Just, you know, a heads up. Sometimes things happen in the technical world, and we thought it was going to be fun to bring you this. Welcome to a special episode of Krypton Report. This is me, Tyler. And I got with me a friend of mine that we chat all the time, but we thought, hey, you know what would be fun to finally like record it and get it on an episode? I'd like to welcome my good friend, Mr. Donovan Hunter. Donovan, say hello. Hello. Donovan is like my movie buddy, and we talk about movies and comics and all kinds of stuff like that. And Donovan always writes great reviews for movies, and I, I always appreciate it, especially the movies I don't get to see, because he comes at it from that point of view of like, did I enjoy this? You know, I think so, so many times critics don't analyze their reviews. Like, is the movie fun? Did I actually enjoy it? Because um, we can break down and, like, tear stuff apart. But if I'm having a good time in the world that the movie presents, you know, I I can let things go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So first we're going to jump into here is um, – Don, tell me a little bit about your just like comic fandom and superhero fandom and how it started and just a little quick brief history for our listeners. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Well, it all started when I was a little kid when I was like, well, my dad always told me that he even took me to see Superman the movie back in 1978. I was like eight months old. And uh, for some weird yeah. reason, I just awesome. remember seeing the, the big red S in the opening credits. So that, that film has a very uh, historic uh, uh, feeling with me. And um, yeah, and then my dad got me a, a Superman cape when I was a little kid that he got from work. And uh, it, it, it uh, but the colors off. The, the, the cape is red, but the the, the S was uh, black, and it had like yellow in the in the center of it. So yeah, that was like different, but it was still cool. And I still have that cape to this day. And and uh, yeah, I just always loved comics, and it all. That's how my my dad got me into comics because he was into comics back in the day, and that's been taken off ever since. Like you know. I've, Awesome. Awesome. Um, so currently, are you watching any of the shows and keeping up on the films? Yes, I am. I'm watching, um, keeping up currently on Superman and Lois and The Flash on the CW. And, uh, oh, yeah, I go see every comic book movie that comes out. So, yeah, just, just waiting on Black Widow another month and four more days. <laughs> yeah, I think we we all are waiting on Black Widow. I, I feel like we've talked about this before. It's like Black Widow has just kind of fallen into that weird mm-hmm. uh, Law land where it's like in a lot of ways i feel like the hype for it's kind of died so much that now we're like let's just get it over with yeah I'm kind of and, I, and i hate too. and i hate saying that i feel like you know yeah. we're, 
we're excited for Loki. It's kind of the same way we were starting to feel towards Wonder Woman 84. Was mm-hmm. you, you keep giving us a date, you hype it up, you, you know, do everything you can to promote. And then, you know, you, you keep changing it on us to where now it's like the, the, the feeling is kind of worn down. And I think, I mean, I think it'll, it'll still do well. It'll still be something to be excited about. We're still going to see it, you know, but just that sensation of the new Marvel film has kind of been puh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, you know, we already have the, the engine working for Shang-Chi. I mean, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like we you know, talked about before, there's already merchandise and toys for uh, Shang-Chi. We haven't even seen the movie yet. We're still like four, four months out from that. And all the Black Widow merchandise and toys are gone. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who goes and sees it with their kid and they're like, oh, let's get a Taskmaster mask or whatever. It's all oh, gone. I know. I like, saw this really cool Taskmaster shirt, but, you know, it was $37. I'm like, nah, I don't like it that much. <laughs> you're like, you ain't, you ain't that big of a, of a, no, of a dude no, for me, Taskmaster. No, but I'm sure it'll do well as soon as the movie comes out. Movies help promote products. Yeah, Exactly. And I mean, it's all connected, and that just shows that when one part fails, how the rest of the system can fall apart. Just falls um, in the cracks. Yeah, exactly. That was always one thing they had issues with, with like the Nolan Batman films, was mm-hmm. they weren't, and to use their own term, toyetic. You know? No. Like no. It was they made toys for them. Yeah. And, they did. and you know, people bought them just because like it was Batman in general, but it wasn't like oh, I have to have. This Batman, because you really couldn't sell those films to children Mm-mm. and and continue on the same way with a lot of the DC films. Um, I think the most childlike DC film that they've had has been um, Shazam and Aquaman-ish, too, mm-hmm. you know, and even then Shazam had a little bit of the darker tones at times. But, oh, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, like toys, you know, that is a large market and... The toy market is just so rough anymore. Like I was telling my it wife, is. I gave her my, I gave her my whole theory about how Cartoon Network can be part of the reason why toys suck and why Toys yeah, R Us is we, gone. Yeah, we talked about that before. Because you had all these stations fighting for content, uh, all your major networks, and so they were creating toys and then creating a series from the toys and vice versa. And there were there were toys for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, even cartoons like one of my favorites was Mummies Alive in the nineties. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. And it came on like at six six thirty in the morning on school days or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was awesome toys for that. But now it's the same properties over and over and over. You just yeah, you don't see the the toys anymore that are fun and expansive. So. No, you don't. No, like you know, like you said. When I ever see DC toys, all I see is Batman, like maybe a Superman every now and then, and a, and a Flash and an Aquaman, but it's mostly Batman because, you know, Batman's got all the cool gadgets themselves. So it's like. Yeah, and I mean, you can accessorize and sell, like, you can sell Batman's gloves, Batman's mm-hmm. mask, Batman's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cape, his chili belt, uh, yeah. whole costume, you know, his car, whatever. Superman, yeah. you're like, all right, we got the suit and the cape, uh, we're good. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. That's it. <laughs> I know. But, so what's your take been going on with Superman and Lois? How you, how have you been enjoying that show? Oh, it is great. It is just an absolute gem. And it's up there with The Flash, in my opinion, if, if not better. I mean, I know it's brand new. It just started. Uh, we're like only like, what, like eight episodes in or something like yep. that? Yeah. You know, so what, uh, I, what I felt is the episode 
um, that we've just witnessed felt to me more like the what would have originally been planned as the midseason finale. Um, and we're at the halfway point with the series because I think it's only yeah. 15 episodes. Oh, yeah. okay. 15, 16 episodes because I think originally it was supposed to be 12, and then they expanded it. Okay, that's good. And, you know, what's interesting is this balancing act, and I think I think 15 episodes is the sweet spot. Yes. Um, you know, I think Black 16, Lightning. 16. It's got to be 16 episodes. Okay. Oh, wait. I think Black Lightning. Wait, no, 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 my bad. 15. 15, yeah, because they got it up for season two already. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so 15 episodes for season one. See, I think that's just, it works well. Like, okay, Black Lightning, I think this year was 12. And I think it really could have gone another two episodes or at least one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like the wrap up, I had stated this before, is like, it was so quick and odd, but they also wasted an episode by doing a backdoor pilot that went nowhere. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just recently, Netflix canceled Jupiter's Legacy. After one season, like, it was only out, what, maybe like three weeks? And I'm like, that really, it bothered me because I had hoped, okay, mm-hmm. the way that they had done it was because it said volume one, that they had filmed both, like, volume one and two, and they were just mm-hmm. breaking up the release. Yeah. But from what it seems like is there's nothing else to release. And, you know, yeah. Netflix bought or has a whole contract with Millar World. Mm-hmm. Millar World, and, yeah. It was gonna. That was gonna be their original property. Unlike yeah. how how they lost Daredevil and all those back to Marvel. Yeah. Malar World was gonna be their comic book in. Yeah. And Jupiter's Legacy was supposed to be the big pilot for that program. And what bums me is I read the books and the first season of the show was like prequels because the two the two timelines both operated as prequels to the timelines of the books. Okay. And we we never even got to the story of the books yet. Mm. So if you were going to read the books, okay, I would say um, what I would say is like, you know, you would watch the series, then read the prequel book, and then watch, then read the rest of the book because we didn't even get to the, the story, the heart of the books. We were setting things up. And, oh, man. And so after it was announced it was canceled, I looked at Janine and said, okay, I'm going to tell you how the books go. And I told her, and her jaw dropped. Wow, that takes a lot. And she was like, what? I'm like, yeah. And now you can kind of see that they're planting the seeds Mm -hmm. to build. And and here's the problem. I like long storytelling, but I think there's an issue, too. And Jupiter Legacy in some ways shows that you had the idea – but you took too much time to get going. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Yeah, that, can be, that can be a major issue. And, you know, I kind of th- I sit back and, like, that was one thing that, like, the Doom Patrol series I kind of had not issues with. But I was like, sometimes I felt like, okay, can we keep it going? We're, we're, we're getting, like, we're slowing down too much. And mm-hmm. that's why I feel like having the, the 15-ish uh, episodes works because I feel like it helps you to take your time, but also get to your end so that if I said to you, Hey, we're going to pull the plug. Okay. I've kind of accomplished what I need to, um, you know, after this season is done, especially in a streaming series where you want to leave it open to continue, but you want your audience to feel that they've except gotten a story, a beginning, middle end. And that if this was all they got, we're in a good place. Yeah. 
And that is not how Jupiter's legacy ended. It mm-hmm. ended with a very much to be continued. Uh, and I, like I said, I had hoped that they had already filmed more episodes and they were going to drop them later. Damn. Uh, but it's sad. But no, and I'm a uh, what do you call it? And I'm sad. So yeah, that just I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I'd be disappointed too. But um, I did hear a little bit of something. I think I read a little article hey, saying Hulu is kind of possible. And, and I don't know picking it up. And I don't know how that would how that would yeah. work with how yeah, I don't know how that would work either. Um, like I said, Malar was supposed to be aligned with Netflix, mm-hmm. and, and it's kind of like Netflix killing their own baby instead of just like recalibrating and maybe going into it and maybe not running the double parallel storylines yeah. of the past and the forward and just do the um, just do the modern day story with a couple of flashback scenes. And, mm-hmm. you know, something where the fans of the books and, and the show can feel vindicated, like we got our story. Um, but, you know, they're already they're trying to put a good spin on it and that they're going to continue on and they're taking the property. Uh, you know, so they're, they're, they're going to do other Malar World properties. Yes. And, and I'm like, OK, good. I mean, that was the whole point was you guys were going to explore all of it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like. Superman and Lois going back is it's given me just that right amount where I feel like I'm getting my story there. I feel like each episode has its beginning, middle, end, and I'm, I'm, I feel like we're moving along and we're not drawing things out. Yes. And The Flash, um, that was always my favorite series. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very hard to compare a show like The Flash where you're in season seven. Yeah. Season seven, I st- that still blows my mind. <laughs> and you know, you have a show like Superman and Lois that's in season one. It's always it's always easier to come out the at the gate with your first season and be awesome. Yes. Um, you know, the Flash this season has definitely been a recalibration. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've had um, you know cast members have to leave. You had like so where the series just ended felt a lot like its mid season mm-hmm. finale. Yes. Uh, and then when you think about it, uh, the first, what, three episodes of this season was basically wrapping up the plot line from last season. Correct. Then this season officially started, and then we've kind of wrapped up the first half of this season. Um, and out of every show I've watched on the CW, The Flash seems most affected by COVID protocols. It would go The Flash and then Supergirl. Because mm-hmm. um, it just feels like very toned down, very yeah. small. And it just kind of sucks for Supergirl's final season being the the way it is. Um, And it's, it's been weird, but Mm -hmm. the, the the first season, the flash is still amazing. And it's, it's just crazy that like you said, season seven, you know, Um, and I'm hoping for a really great season eight. And I'm going to be positive and say, yeah, I think that because of COVID and the changes they had to do with cast members and, this season just kind of was like had its uh, issues. Yeah. Um, but the whole long storytelling, I think it works and it doesn't. And because mm-hmm. like a show on the flash, why I like the way the CW shows go a lot is because you get your storyline of the episode. You get stuff towards your ongoing story, but you get your beginning, middle end. You get your superheroes in their costume doing their heroics. And then some of the other shows, 
you might not get that. You might get an episode where it just feels like you binge watch because you're sometimes because you're seeking that end. You yes. know, you're, you're, you're watching the next episode because you want to feel like you're fulfilled or that you're getting the story. And, and some of these more long format tellings, we don't always get that. Um, you know, that was some of the issues I had with Titan season one, where I felt like they just were dragging things out. And we know that Titans season one had a compromised ending also where they, this is what's crazy, man. Like, I don't know if you know this, but um, the first season of Titans, it was supposed to end. Dick was going to be Nightwing. Mm. And they had shot footage of the Doom Patrol showing up and helping them uh, break them out of and fight Trigon. Okay. And, um, but they, they used footage and it was supposed to the T I think the tease was supposed to be Superboy. So they kept that tease. Yes. But then if you watch the first episode of season two, there's that really weird spot where Raven goes to fight Trigon. And then when she comes back, she looks older. She looks different because that was the new footage. Mm. And then they have like the little end piece and stuff like that where it was new footage. So the first episodes of season two is like a const a compromise re edit. Um, of what would have been the final episode of season one. Okay. So my, 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 all my rant is to say, if you say, look at each season almost as if it's, it's your last, right? Like if I'm yeah. going into this, I want to tell this story. I want to try to get this done in this season. Cause usually for a streaming service, you shoot everything before you even start. Um, yeah releasing stuff usually so go into it like that have an idea of where you're going to go with the second season but if this is all you get leave your fans with feeling like complete absolutely i feel that's the best way to go i mean did you watch back when it aired the constantine series on nbc oh yeah it was great it was great and then it ended like in the middle and we were left like mm-hmm. and then it got canceled we were like what what, what just happened yeah like, so I don't I don't want that to happen to some of these other shows, you know. No, no. Uh, and that's why, like, I, I'm optimistic for Titan season three. You know, now that it's under the HBO Max mm-hmm. and they've kind of worked out the kinks on stuff, and it feels like they're going to move more quickly through it. Um, you know, we have the team, like costumes and all. Because let's face it, we love our superhero costumes. That's Absolutely. that's part of. That's part of the fun of watching these shows is costumes and power. Costumes is what we want to see. And, you know, um, we've had WandaVision and we've had Falcon and Winter Soldier that have both delivered cinematic level uh, stories and effects and costuming. <laughs> so, you know, that's 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 been good for, you know, waiting for that big Marvel um, event movie. Mm-hmm. And then you've had like the one-offs, like I said, like um, the boys was good about giving you a little bit of spectacle and everything in every episode, you know, Mm -hmm. like it it has that nice blend of having the storyline of the episode, the overarching long storytelling, but also each episode leaves you satisfied and you get something you get to see, you know, special effects, you get to see the costumes, um, the way everything's designed in each episode. So, yeah, yeah, that was great. That was great. Uh, I can't wait for season three. And it's it's just nice to know that the property that you love gets treated respectfully. I mean, I feel I feel like mm-hmm. 
the CW has done an amazing job. Oh, absolutely. With Superman and Lois. Like, they, mm-hmm. they've done a great... I mean, hit or miss, the Arrowverse, whatever you want to call it, has been an achievement. Oh, absolutely. We wouldn't have the shows that we've had today if it weren't for the Arrowverse. It all, it all started with Arrow. Exactly. And I think it, what's crazy is people... We're, we're in a time now where comic book fans, they are... Um, they are quick to yell reboot mm-hmm. and they are, and they are being, uh, pandered to in a lot of ways. And we have a lot, you know, I mean, you just go back to right before Arrow premiered. I mean, we had Smallville. Yes. That was, uh, a really about it. And then starting around the time of Arrow, we got Arrow. And then the next year is when we started getting like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. And then you know, season two of Arrow, and then we started getting into, because then the, the year after that was, uh, what, Gotham, Flash, uh, and stuff. So now we just have a lot of people complaining about stuff and not remembering the dark days. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, let's not go back to the dark days. You know, Everybody. back when we would have, like, one movie a year. Yeah, one movie a year, if that, and like three years in between Batman films. And, and now we're like, like you know, with with any of the properties, even like we're getting maybe two movies a year from DC. That's their working goal. Okay, mm-hmm. that, that's, um, that's that's fine for them. Yes, exactly. Marvel is looking at about three to four movies a year, one each season, basically each quarter. Mm-hmm. And now we have the, the television shows to give us stuff. As we can, as we go forward, so I mean, exactly. we have a, a lot. I mean, we have a lot. Just, just trying to keep up with the CW <laughs> DC shows is yeah. a commitment in itself. I mean, there were, you know, Black Lightning's done. Mm-hmm. Supergirl's not on right now, but in August, Supergirl returns, and so does Star Girl. Star Girl, can't wait for season two. Man. It's gonna be awesome. And I am excited for season two. I just really want them to keep. The Stargirl tone. Yes. And Sailor can't wait to don her Stargirl outfit again. Oh, I can't wait to see that outfit again. That was pretty cool. (laughs) So that's kind of, uh, you know, the state of just comics. People just need to relax and enjoy. It's not James, it's Donovan. You want to say hi? Hi, Donovan. How are you? (laughs) She's doing good. She's hanging out with that. Awesome. Um... I mean, that's, that's the state of all comics. And that's, you know, and this, it's going to be a weird summer in just the sense of like, we're going to have Black Widow, the film, but it's going to be summertime. I know you love Stargirl. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, um, you know, it was always kind of the streaming services that kind of filled that summer gap. Like, Absolutely. Like, like uh, last year was like Stargirl, you know, it was kind of that spring into summer. Mm-hmm. Or was it two years ago? I can't even remember. It was last year. Time, man. Time. Um, yeah. And then uh, Titans, you know, at first Titans, you know, was in September. And then I think it premiered in July. Like July, was it? I'm trying to remember. No, Titans was always more like September-ish. September-ish, yeah. Because when Titans season three premieres, it'll be like August. shortly shortly under two years since it ended. Because oh, it wow. ended. Because okay. it because it ended like November of nineteen of nineteen. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, with, that's a long time. With, yeah. With supposedly season three going to be like you know September of twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's crazy to think about. Um, and then you know Swamp Thing we got over the summer when it mm-hmm. aired. So streaming services kind of always padded out that that need. But this year 
because of everything, like Superman and Lois goes till August, and then August starts the rest of Supergirl and Stargirl, and then the Flash comes back in November. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then so Superman Lois comes back in January. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna guess January, February ish. Yeah, they said, they said January already. So just thinking about that, I'm like, I'm just, it's just gonna be a continual ride. Oh, absolutely. Um, on on not only streaming but just the network channels as well. Yep, it's gonna be a fun ride, man. Can't wait. 